Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's up, guys? How's everybody feeling tonight? Doing all right? Y'all excited? How's everybody's week going? It's good? Good. Welcome to the Easy Does It podcast. We're back for another one, guys. We're really excited um, to my, have my friend in here, Ryan McGrath. And uh, he's here to represent his company, Troubadour Hats. And uh, we'll drop into our story about kind of how we met. Um, I originally met Ryan out here doing a pop-up at Native, and uh, I think it was your opening night, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I launched technically during the pandemic, so it was an opportunity to be like, let's expose Austin a little bit to what this is and what it's about, and yeah, it's uh, just organically happened, which is the best way. Yeah, dude. I had a podcast that night over at Photo House, um, which actually used to occupy this room. So this room preemptively to us moving in here um, was a photo studio. And uh, Daniel Wynn, he's got it over another location now. And uh, we were the next people to move in here. But I was actually doing a podcast over there um, for this podcast industry night. And so I, uh, I finished my podcast and I just threw all the gear in the van as fast as I could and just whipped right over here because uh, my boy uh, Tyler at the time was doing photography over here for Paul Val. And so I knew the place was going to be rocking. And I walked in here and somebody was like, hey, you got to meet my friend Ryan. And he owns this hat company. Come check it out because I was always rocking my Stetson. <laughs> and so I went over there and Ryan was just getting mauled, like just customers everywhere. And so I just like dapped him up real quick and sent him a message later that night on Instagram. Like, hey, man, I'm having a podcast out at Aviator Nation. Just come through. I'd like to collaborate in some way. And uh, we followed up on that. And that was just kind of like the real first time that we got to connect and see each other kind of in each other's element. And then I went over to his house, checked up, checked out his shop, and I saw that this dude had, like, legit style. I mean, I pulled up to the house, and there's El Camino sitting in the driveway. It's real nice. Like, this dude takes care of it. And then I walk in, and his living room is like a hat shop. And I was like, all right, this is the dude. There's a lot of hats out there these days. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, it's funny, yeah, the night we met, I was so overwhelmed that – I had done the whole party myself, which was a huge learning experience. We'll never do that again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, been been a wild ride ever since. It's something that I had started really just looking for a creative outlet, a passion project, something that uh, would just bring a little bit more excitement to my life. And it uh, just developed into a thing that is just rolling now and couldn't feel more grateful that I get to wake up and do something I truly enjoy every day, especially as someone that has chased so many different avenues, um, doing things I hated because I thought I needed to chase money. And now like almost a reverse situation where I'm doing something I love in, in sacrifice of that and realizing there 
are different types of success in life. And right now I'm experiencing emotional success for almost one of the first times that like just truly like being engulfed, getting lost in something you're doing. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I mean, it's I love not, that, man. Yeah, it's, it's not always fun, but most of the time. Yeah. And I, I, we've connected on that because we're both in the same stage of like a developing passion project right. that's like highly intuitive of like, I know I got to do something and I want to do something creatively. Um, so I want to segue real quick. Um, I want to watch this video because you sent this over uh, after we met and it's it was just such a cool project. And so I'd like to take a moment we can go ahead and take the headphones off we'll play this video over the speakers and then as soon as it ends we'll hop back on the headphones I think I first gravitated towards the arts as a little kid I remember just drawing on everything, getting in trouble. Uh, that artistic expression easily led to music. And when I picked up a guitar around 13, I uh, played in bands in high school, and that continued tra to transition into you know loving to do things with my hands. I started making hats because I was a fan of hats, but couldn't find anything that would particularly fit my taste. But the ethos of Trovador is about storytelling. Trovador itself means troubadour in Spanish, so singer, songwriter, storyteller. The idea is to have a hat that tells a story about your life. And human beings have always loved stories, have shared history through stories. You know, have always loved and appreciated the Elements of distress in abandoned buildings, old cars, old guitars, things that have been passed down that tell their own intricate story through the little dings and dents and the patinas, which I think we as humans naturally just pick up in life. So there's a equal comparison, I think, in a lot of ways that I like to demonstrate through making hats. We naturally pick up some on the way, so it's uh, an equal tell of the story that you know we all have little scars but there's beauty in our imperfections i think the greatest satisfaction of this process is a getting to know people you know this has opened doors for me to meet more unique and interesting people than anything i've ever done but getting to know people on a personal level, their stories, where they've come from, what inspires them. I, I learn from other people. I'm a, I'm a student of other people, which me getting to interpret that and include their story through symbolism into something they can wear, especially having them try it on for the first time and seeing their eyes light up. I don't think there's anything more exciting for me. The process I'd have to say is my second favorite part because I chose to take a more challenging road in order to really get to know my, my friends, my clients, the people I'm making hats for, and help them tell the story so that when they walk away, they don't just have something they can wear, but they have a wearable piece of them. So I think the thing you have to ask yourself is how are you gonna tell your story? My name's Ryan McGrath, and I'm a hat maker. First off, what's a patina? Patina can be chipped off paint, can be rust, can be anything that's changed the texture of natural elements. So you say, you look at an old car where the paint's chipped off and some of the natural metals come through and it's rusted, but then the rust is oxidized and it started to 
turquoise a little bit. You look at the Statue of Liberty, it's copper, actually. And like all of the like the turquoise you're seeing is actual mm. the patina on it. So it's like corrosion. Essentially. Beautiful corrosion. Yeah. But it's always I don't know that term coming out of the Navy. <laughs> right. Corrosion was always a bad sign because you knew you were going to have a long day with a piece of sandpaper just working on that shit. Yeah, I do that on purpose. But I like that. That's that's a sense of style. It adds a sense of authenticity to it. Man, when I went over to Ryan's house and I like I knocked on the door, I drove around the block like three times trying to pl- find this place in the most noticeable van in town. And I was like, man, I hope this dude's not looking out his window because I've probably passed this place like three times. Anyway, finally found it. It was with the El Camino. I knock on the door. Door cracks. I'm expected to see Ryan. And Eric Burton, the lead singer of Black Pumas, is just smiling at me. And he opened the door. And I was like, what's up, Eric? Because we, t- we had a beer t- the night before at Native Hostel where we got to know each other. And... Uh, it, was just, it just caught me off guard, man. And then Eric was on his way out from his hat appointment, and uh, I was supposed to meet with Ryan. And I was like, all right, Eric Burton's wearing this shit. That dude's kind of swaggy. He kind of got a little style to him. And I was like, I must be in the right place. There you go. And, uh, man, I I just love it, man. The, the Trovador statement, um, we were having a beer a moment ago, and he mentioned – that Trovador's literal meaning um, translated is singer, songwriter, storyteller. And, you know, five minutes before we hop in this room, I'm hearing that and I realize that this is just another pursuit of storytelling. And so I think that's what the unique opportunity that we have here to do is to, you know, keep the person that's in this room anonymous so that we can open people's minds and let people see inside the mind of true artists that are contributing to Austin in so many different ways. But I, I see so much relatability between these artists in a sense that like there was something about last year, that year of introspection that said made people, made people say like, this is it. I've had enough. I'm pursuing something creative. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it from my space. I'm going to be comfortable in my space. And I'm going to start believing in myself. And I think that's an incredibly interesting period to come out of. And we're here now, and that's the chance that we have is to tell this story. And so I'd like to go all the way back, like where it began, like how you grew up, and then how we made our way out to Austin, Texas. And I was watching the film, and I noticed that this was laying right here. (laughs) And I knew it wasn't laying right there when I was sitting down. And I was thinking, somebody just threw this at me. (laughs) Was that you? Uh, I actually threw it out that way when I cut it. But it's uh, a boomerang. That's the edge of the the hat. Once I got the felt, that's, so that's came right at me, bro. Hey, <laughs> you're saying through it that you way. Got, you got to keep your head on the swivel. All right, cool. I'm watching you now. All right, you're good. So, <laughs> the whole origin story of how I got into hat making. I mean, I uh, I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma. I'd always been a fan of hats. Um, oh no, I didn't remember that. Oh, that's all from right. Oklahoma, Muskogee, Oklahoma. Damn, it's actually famous per Merle Haggard. But um, I was born in Texas. If that makes you feel any better, I take all these statements about style back. Hey. Who's wearing my hat right now? By the way, Damn. <laughs> I took the headphones off to be cool like you, and then it's all backfired. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I think it was in college. Like I, I started shaping hats just because found it fun wanted to do something different never liked the classic rodeo style yeah and that's what you could typically get when you walk into a store right yeah i went through um, a phase too yep i'm sure you did from oklahoma yeah well thank you I was you, you should you, you should bash school, your man. guests more often i it's used to fun. wear like sketchers <laughs> sneakers and like a belt that i got from cavenders and like a texas shirt tucked in and that was like every day of sophomore year like i was full cowboy and then i wore like running sneakers and that was confusing. I started two-stepping. It was a really weird phase, dude. <laughs> we all go through our times, right? Yeah. It's it's all part of the story. Yeah. We're right here. Now, yeah. um, if it I wasn't it, for the Red River, I would love you so much. <laughs> I was born in Texas. Were you fucking Okay, relaxed? okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, I, I went reset. to I went to Southern California after college and uh, started like just noticing some other hatters that were popping up out there and where in Cali, uh, L.A. L.A. Yeah. like Malibu, Venice, uh, Venice. Venice. Where I spent most of my time, but I kind of right, popped cool. around and I was like, okay, this something's kind of cool about this, but it's just not quite what I'm looking for. And then like started shaping Stetsons just and then designing them myself and had people be like, oh, where'd you get that? And like, well, I kind of shaped it, designed it, made it. And maybe I should, you know, start doing this from scratch. Like if I'm going to do it, might as well do it all the way. You're like a Silicon Valley for rednecks. Rednecks? Venice Beach. This is like Lords of Dogtown. I'm making hats, motherfucker. Like this is blow. I'm flying in from the East Coast to the West Coast. I got a fucked up bowl cut, and I'm going to sell some drugs because this is cool out here. This was what a young Ryan was like. Sure. Um, (laughs) No, I... And then actually when I moved here, you know, I'd had a custom hat made for myself actually at a rodeo hatter and took him a concept and then took it, designed it. And, you know, when I first moved here, do you rodeo a little, little over three years ago, just at your mom's house. Damn. <laughs> She's here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to throw shade, just be ready to receive it. Um, but as I moved here, everyone was like, oh, my God, where'd you get that hat? And I'm like, oh, I kind of had it made, then designed it. And people started asking if I would remake their hats and decided that this is the perfect creative outlet I've been looking for. And uh, decided to, I mean, if you're going to start making something, might as well create a brand around it. And then was like, let's just not you know, make make this something average. Let's, let's start having fun with it. And decided to start doing you know, lifestyle photography and just seeing where it'll go just because why not? And like I said, I was pursuing other jobs and sales that just weren't really satisfying, but was really comfortable in, you know, my, my, my income and decided that, uh, this is the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah. So went went full time with it at the beginning of this year and, uh, you know, there's a thing in putting faith in yourself and faith in the universe that if you're truly meant to do something, you're truly passionate about things, things will just start aligning for you. And like at times it's incredibly scary and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Am I stupid? Like I I had everything all set up in a very cushy world. And now like you'll just watch the little puzzle pieces start to come together and the people you meet and the way that the dots will slowly start to connect will just make you believe you're on the right path. And it's, uh, it's the most terrifying and beautiful thing that I've, I've done to this point in life. Yeah, man. It's, it, it says so much to step away from like everything you knew at that point. You said you were kind of working your way job to job and, you know, doing sales and it just like wasn't really sitting with you, you know, and to seek your way out of that, you know, there's a lot of people this year that, you know, took a step out of that rat race and realized that something was legitimately wrong. And uh, I hope we remember that. And we took that step. And a lot of people said, hey, you know, I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to do some scary shit because you know, I've dealt with some scary shit. And, uh, you know, it says so much for that to be a craft, you right. know, and one that people can take pride in and really, really be authentic in this world. And I think that's something I've started to notice. Um, a lot of hats, I see people and they've got good style. And it, it just means so much more to me when I see someone that's well-dressed in a sense that, you know, they, they take the time to care about the way that they present themselves. And they've developed their own sense of style. And they say, hey, I'm going to go with this. And I'm going to do it well. And I think there's so much to be said for that, you know, people legitimately caring about why they're wearing certain pieces that aren't necessarily brands. And I love to see that. And I've noticed that kind of authentic style is, has always been unique to Austin as well. You look at our musicians, you look at the way, you know, they're grounded, they're country western and they're flamboyant at the same time. You know, think about Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and those guys and it 
they match the raw authenticity authenticity to Austin um, all while matching like the Jimi Hendrixes of the world you know and I think uh, there's something to be said to that and it has its place here in this city and I'm excited to see where that goes yeah I, I think that's just the beauty of the city in general is that you know there are no wrong answers and it's a place where people are truly free like you know it's not the LA New York's of the world where people are trying to follow anything specific and there's an incredible empowerment in that because it doesn't matter mm. and it's truly about who you are self-expression I mean I, I say anything you put on your head is an extension of yourself so why not have it be specifically about you mm. and that's why I go through the profile when I first start the process I ask everyone to fill out a profile that I reverse engineered from after I got tattoos that you know it took me the longest time of trying to figure out what I want to have on my body forever and so thinking back through things that are relative to my family relative to numbers relative to um, specific events that happened in my life that I built this out and it it's the purpose of it is self-reflection but also has um, you know just drives the creative direction what I'm trying to do and it's like I'm asking a lot of broad but also specific questions that are gonna take things where I can use symbolism into what I'm doing like I said in the video already no no <laughs> no intention of repeating but um, also it's just yeah it's just fun like I've had people go out and make crazy decisions like okay so when my mom did this she went out and bought a horse she was like what are my passions I don't know I raised three boys and um, now I'm just like yeah so she's like you know what I've always been passionate about horses. I'm gonna go buy a horse so just it's little things like that it's, it's funny things that uh, sometimes people don't sometimes that we don't want to connect with ourselves I think we it's it's easy to just be on a path and be in flow and looking for external things that connect and that's a that's a shield of having to look inside and I was having a consult with a, a lady one time and she's like well I, I mean do you have anything special to you any old knickknacks any old things like heirlooms and she said you know not really and I was like okay who was the most important person in your life growing up she's like okay my grandmother I'm like cool did your, your grandmother ever give you anything she's like yeah an old chest and I'm like cool will that chest have a key she's like yes more than one yes okay like, bring me one of them we're gonna put it in your hat and she mm. turned and was like okay you're kind of good at this I'm like I hope so I'm betting my future on it so um it's just a little intimate conversations I mean honestly like yeah I'm still doing it out of my house and it at for a long time it was a point of insecurity and like oh, okay I'm not a, a, an established business like people aren't going to respect this and the more people I started bouncing this back and forth from they're like actually no we love this this is very intimate this is like this is your space this is where you create right in front of us and it's not you know like the I think the more commercial you get the less authentic you get you can sure. get in some way yeah it's such a such a tough avenue to lean into like because what's not what's necessarily popular like isn't truly authentic you know and I think that can be changed but it takes like legitimate action in that direction to just inspire in that direction um you know another way that i i think that's one way that you can utilize platforms um <clears throat> is to drive lifestyle or inspire in that sense but there's also other ways to approach businesses and what i heard you say was that this wasn't just a vanity project and i'd like to get into that story um, you told me earlier about how you started wanting to give back and you know not just present people with you know fashionable things but to to serve something yeah i mean i'd always admired admired brands that were purpose-driven and was looking for something more like what what can i do with this like i think the greatest thing in life as we can do is to use our gifts to help someone that can do nothing for you and i walked into a restaurant one time and i saw a very frail bald lady wearing a hat and a light bulb just kind of clicked I'm like that's what I need to do 
So I went home and thought about it. I'm like, okay, what am I going to call this? And just decided I just, it almost came to me as like a conduit. It's customs for cause. So I decided I was going to say that like proceeds from every hat made, we're going to go towards donating hats for people going through chemo and, uh, had, you know, have the opportunity for anyone to go onto my website and nominate, you know, those potential candidates. And it's, uh, it's been rewarding and beautiful and, you know, also hard, you know, meeting people with brain cancer that, you know, may or may not make it. But at the same time, if I can create something of inspiration while they're going through a hard time to engrave, I, I ask them to like go home and reflect on something that whether it's a verse or a, a song lyric or just one, one statement word that is going to be an, in, like an empowerment influence for you as you're going through this hard time, then I'm going to engrave that to the side of your hat with a wood burning pen. And that's going to be a, a source of power and just a reminder that, you know, this problem is not bigger than your faith and being able to get through it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, there's so much power to that. And, you know, that's what really, you know, tapped me in finally was just like to hear that there was that aspect, that inspiration to do something and not necessarily, you know, like the monetary return and, you know, of what, it, what you're really pursuing there is so much greater. Um, I love, I love hearing that, you know, you had that ability to serve in that way and have touched people in that way. And, um, you know, one of your clients was supposed to join us tonight. I would like to, uh, you know, send some love to his family. Absolutely. Um, he was supposed to join us on the podcast tonight. Um, but unfortunately he had to visit the hospital. Um, so I would just like to send some love to his family. I don't know if you want to say their name or. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to just uh, in the you know consideration of anonymity but mm -hmm. you know he happens to listen in absolutely Good. uh no we're sending all the love so awesome sending the yeah. love man yeah, 100%. um well cool brother well we actually have you know a third guest that we'd like to have up here tonight um mr dalton campbell um he actually filmed the video that we watched earlier and i would like to bring him up here and just kind of extend the conversation. Yeah, come join us, bro. You got this cool-ass <laughs> chair up here. Shout out to East End Tattoo, because I jack all their chairs every week. <laughs> wow. How does this sound? Should I do this? Can I? It's pretty cool. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> How are you liking it? Well, it's not even on. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them off now? So what's up, brother? How we doing? Good, man. I'm doing all right. How are you? Absolutely. Enjoyed the show so far? It's good. Good. Well, let's extend this a little bit. So, Mr. Dalton Campbell, where are we from? How do we get into this? Let's uh, Texas born. Um, yeah. Been doing photo video stuff for about 10 years now. Tatted uh, since 10 years old. Uh, East End did uh, Wolf on My Fingers. Nice, dude. One of them's Crooked. That's tough. We'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, the reason I'm here is because of him. And yeah. what he loved to do, and uh, actually, you want to get this on? Oh. I'll join you. Oh man! Let me get in there. But no, it, it's it's interesting to work with people who have passion and interest in what they do, and they try to excel in it. I appreciate that as a creative. Mm. So. Yeah, and what brought you to Austin, Texas? industry instead of texas so um i had moved to north carolina for a little while mm -hmm. after being born and raised in san antonio and i was like where were you in durham or <laughs> charlotte okay and i was like oh no and so i came back and austin was big enough industry wise to be able to support commercial interest and also creative and kind of liberal society mm -hmm. yeah i think that's what's so interesting about um austin is that combination of the ability to express yourself um but also you know a certain conservative sense of just like hey we're kind of this is still texas this may be a more liberal city but it's still middle the middle of texas 
and uh, people, you know, escape from all over here. And people have, from a more conservative Texas have come here to express themselves. And I think what's interesting about Austin right now is that in it's, it's in a state where people are coming from, you know, nationwide and globally for that same reason. I think that's the extreme growth that we're seeing here is that this ability to express yourself while being good at what you do professionally is really, really important to the betterment of this city. And I think creatives really on the street level are in a, in a place that really inspires, you know, others, whether it's creatively or inspirationally in their own pursuits, no matter how nine to five that is, guess who I'm still seeing out at Native Hostel or out at these galleries? And, you know, those are the citizens that are really going to drive, you know, our city and nation forward in a sense are those ones that still care about authenticity and value and care about how things are made, but also know to how, how to have some fun and go out and enjoy themselves and be a part of this world because I'm tired of seeing all the negativity, you know, like we get overwhelmed with just negative shit in our lives. And a lot of us are just trying to hang on and like be optimist, you know? And I think that's really important that people start to lean that way. And I think those are, y'all are both two guys that, you know, represent people that are trying to lead that way, but not necessarily point their finger at it or tell people how to do it. You're just doing it and you're hoping that that translates. And I think that's why I like you guys. I like you too. <laughs> I think at every level it's a little bit of pretending. Like everyone pretends until they create things that give them legitimacy. Um, and you just try, you do your best. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever that little part of the society that you're in. Yeah, I don't know. I would just start, I would say just, like, care a little bit less. Like, and, and I say that in a way of, like, care a little bit less about what people think about you. Care a little bit less about looking stupid. And just decide that, just roll with it. It's going to be fine either way. Don't, uh, don't get caught up in small things in life, but have your value system set. Yeah, and just and don't be too quick to call people hippies. Your hair is getting so long. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm starting this movement now. <laughs> no, man, I think uh, it's, it's, it's been such a good conversation with you two, and I would like to extend this to the crowd. Um, I would like to introduce another mic. Um, if there's anything on y'all's minds that y'all would like to chat about, if there's anything that you are wondering about, we got one. These two dudes, let us know. Let's pass this mic out. Hello, uh, I'm Felix Bellamy, uh, first time listener, long time fan. Is that how it goes? I I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, uh, thank you for uh, having us, Evan, once again, um, creating the container. Um, for creatives to express themselves freely, um, to, to share freely, um, and to go down the mystery of what you're going to get. Um, when I started off this morning, I woke up after a long night of creating, um, and the synergy of the world is I'm on the same path too. Um, I, I just <laughs> left corporate a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Um, and through that, I, I had to understand that I had to keep my peace and uh, through this journey, Evan's been, uh, he's been my counsel this whole time, whether he knows it or not. Um, he, he's been inspirational through, throughout my journey to Austin. And so I came here to find myself and through kind of doing hobbies outside of the nine to five in this new environment, I started diving into what I loved. And what I love is people. I'm a master of people because I've had to manage them on every level. Uh, my whole life and I understood from you know from running targets to being a property manager to being a manager of large corporations that at the end of the day the only currency is people um, and how you treat them and the only way I got this far without any money or anything is the currency is of love and respect 
And the only way that you can get through in this world is that same currency. Community is the currency. And so it, you know, it goes through the ebb and flow of the world, right? People get too high at the top, they, they forget what made them, and then the people at the bottom do what they have to do to survive, and this is what it's about. Um, and so I appreciate that you not only uh, are leaping into what you uh, love and you, you do, but the style is incredible. And I, I took the Stetson off immediately. I was like, damn, I can't get out of here with, with a Stetson on now. That's, nah. that's, <laughs> no, but no. I'm going to put mine back on I, at I'll the be, end of the yeah, night. I'll do respect. This is a new avenue now that here we go. I went down a new rabbit hole that I'm uh, happy to be uh, in. And uh, one day you all will find out what my actual passion is uh, as that builds up. But that's something that me and Evan have cooked up for a long time down the line. But until we do what we got to do here, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, having us. Um, I'm glad to be here with Evan's parents here. Uh, it's truly an honor. <laughs> uh, Drew, the crew, you guys are amazing. So <laughs> sorry. You, now, now let me get to the question. Yeah. What what was the <laughs> what was the first hat that you created where you were like, man, this is I know I got it. Like, you know, sometimes when you start creating, you're like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm maybe I'm onto something, but I don't know if it's just me or what was the one where you knew that was it. What I'm wearing right now. Woo! Can we get a like a brief story of? Uh, oh, I already see the feather superfly. Uh, it's when I started playing around with dyes, I started playing around with dyes because I messed up a few hats and I'm like, Oh, how am I going to fix this? And then I started playing with different colors and I, I would start when in the Browns and the blacks and you can light them on fire and it creates a level of distress. And I'm like, how do I reverse engineer this into different colors? different colors because you can't burn a green you can't burn a pink and have it look good so i started using spray paint and dyes and different types of textures for depths of field and i think when i started nailing it i'm like okay i'm on to something that at least i haven't seen before which is the start of something original original to like my touch in the in the in the space of least hats so yeah, okay all right, pretty much crushed that one. Uh, next question. What's the worst trouble you got into as a kid? <laughs> that I'll tell you about? No. <laughs> <laughs> tell you a story. All right. So I was in karate in third grade, and I hated that I was a white belt. So I came home one day. And I told my mom, it's like, hey, I graduated to a yellow belt today. That usually takes a year. So we proceed to dye my belt yellow. And at the end of the, at the, end of the year, I get a green belt. And the sensei was like, weren't you a white belt? <laughs> like, no, I just forgot my yellow one. <laughs> and uh, somehow that got found out, and it was very embarrassing. But I was... <laughs> That was the epitome of being in trouble as a kid. You but were a very uh, good kid. Yeah, that we'll we'll leave it for, <laughs> for now. Give me like three more drinks at the bar and we can talk about it. Yeah. Hey Mrs. Duval, <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean what I said earlier. <laughs> Dude, you're about to be screened. <laughs> she forgives you. Well, first off, your hats are beautiful. But what or which one is your favorite? I say I'm only as good as the last one I made. And if the next one's not better, I feel like I'm not growing. And if I'm not pushing myself, then it's becoming lazy. So it's honestly the, the best ones are like where someone gives me a big bear hug because I nailed it. And um, can I rephrase? Sure. What's the best story you've made a hat for? Hmm. How much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's it's always the 
the human interaction either like when I'm I'm pulling things out of people through like dialogue that they didn't expect or we we start going down a rabbit hole of of a story that you know we connect and I mean I've I've had someone stay for an hour and a half for what should be a 20 minute con- consultation because we just start talking um the the human connection is sometimes the best part but I mean the best hat I don't know. I don't know if I've made it yet, but it's, um, you know, it's the one that the, the owner connects with the most and they're happy with it and they're stoked. I'm stoked. Did I answer the question at all? I was rambling. Sure. In quote, they're stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked. That's the state I want to live in. There we go. You're, you're so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a weird old. <laughs> What's up, Taylor? Um, I want to know, as a fellow creative on this journey, um, at the deepest level, what's the true why? Like, is it freedom? Is it expression? Is it connection? Like, what is it? Yeah, I love that you asked that because I uh, I wear this old New York subway token around my neck that the hole that's punched out in the center is a why. And picked that up about five years ago, and not because I care about New York or I've ever lived in New York it's because it's the the process or the concept behind what are you doing in your life what's your why you know and being a purpose-driven person I think the greatest fulfillment is a for just for me specifically is connecting with people and um, doing things that like I mean without being cheesy like make your heart come alive you know and when you you have to do a lot of different things to find out what that is but like when you're living in the state of something you love to do, it's like life doesn't seem as, I mean, life's still hard, life's still challenging, whatever, but it's like you, you get like a little high every day. And then when you start vibrating on this, this high level, you just naturally share that with people. And that continues to echo throughout other people's energy. And it's, uh, it's a ripple effect. Thank you. Man, that is exactly what I needed to hear. How about y'all? Feel it deep. Y'all feel that? Who's up? Follow that one. Any other questions? Uh, Video production, hat, hatter. Podcaster, these all seem on the surface level uh, more like solo pursuits, but I imagine there were times or at least tasks that you had to, responsibilities you wanted to offload. How did you go about either building a team to get that done or finding a way to eliminate, automate, or delegate what you didn't want to do yourself to the three of you? Uh, I think the best way to do anything in life is organically. I mean, sure, you have to hunt, you have to find, you have to reach out through your friend networks. Um, I think Dalton and I first met because he had, I think, shot me an Instagram message and was like, hey, would you ever just like want to do a video or something? And I'd, I'd admired his, you know, work for a long time. Like, the dude's a very, like, talented, creative, like, moody, just, like, knows how to set a vibe within a picture. And it um, was like, yeah absolutely and you know meeting Evan organically I think whatever's meant for you won't miss you but also at the same time when you're projecting the best version of yourself you attract things that you wouldn't naturally have happened otherwise sometimes I listen sometimes I don't but when I find the most that I'm living on an intuitive level. What intuition means to me is that I have the awareness to listen to myself just as much as I do to others. And when I find that balance, I follow my life path through relationships. And that is how I grow the most. And by pursuing the relationships where you find the most resistance, you grow the most as a person. If you make it to the other side, you will be a better person. If there is ever an other side, and I think that is what eternity is. 
We're going deep in it. <laughs> Dalton, what up? Yeah, no, I just look on Instagram <clears throat> for people who do things tastefully, and I try to reach out uh, as a business and a creative with individuals who, you know, they have style. It, it, it works. They understand aesthetic. And uh, I reached out, and I was like, hey, I've got people who would shoot in your hats. Would you be interested in creating something? And so that was about a year and a half ago. Uh, we shoot monthly all of his new products. Um, we've worked on this video to try to tell his story better. Um, but it's all of it. You want to be around and you want to create things with capable people who understand what they're trying to do. And it, if you've listened tonight, he does. So it, it, it's, it, for the most part, more than most. It's, it's a fluid um, concept, yeah, let's be honest. I, I've, I've worked with large businesses that have no idea what they're trying to do. And so it's nice to work with small businesses who do very spectacular things. And you get to do it together. You get to build things up. And so as a creative representing another creative there's a synergy to it. it. It just, hopefully, you can tell their story in a way that represents them properly. And hopefully, hopefully I have. Yeah. You nailed it, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Beautiful, guys. Making my job easy. Anybody else? Not all at once. What you thinking, Corey? Um, I got a question. So, um, how long have you been in film, and what got you into it? So I've been in film for uh, no years. Dalton, this, this was directed at you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been about uh, freelance, about 10 years worth of playing around with different people. I started trying to do practical things for businesses and then I started shooting people and figuring out how light falls across certain faces and then I started applying that to different cinema that I had seen that I thought was amazing and I didn't understand how it was created and you I think tried to implement or regurgitate things that you see for yourself and you move a light around, you move things around, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there it is. And then you try to figure out what might be your message, which I have no idea what that message is, but I, I just want to create things that are interesting that do it justice. And so for, for an individual like him, it makes it much more easy because he knows himself pretty well. And so it, it, it's more so just trying to make it fit the creative level of what he is creating, hopefully. Fuck yeah, Wolf. <laughs> Hello? I just want to say that... Uh, Run a, a business out of your home is a win, dude. If you don't, straight you up. Don't. That's Thanks, the house man. I grew I, up in, man. That's mom and dad right there. Okay. <laughs> Both self-employed. I grew up in that house, and you they can, worked hard. You can write off a ton of shit, man. I'm figuring <laughs> that out as it goes. Yeah, and, and no, not but have the overhead or the, you can <laughs> lock it up and go. And, no, it's funny. Like <laughs> I had a consult yesterday, and a guy calls me on the way over. And he's like. I'm in a neighborhood residence. Where the hell am I? And I'm like, it's on Google, isn't it? I'm like, you're, yep. you're on the way. Come, come to the factory. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's honestly beautiful because I work at weird hours and I don't get like creatively inspired at least till after three in the afternoon. So, like, I don't have to be stuck in an office and you know, there's yeah. I mean, some of the greatest businesses that existed now started in garages 
If I had a garage, I'd probably work in there. Shit, but I've I, heard that right, story. Right now I have a living room, so it works out great. This is Austin's living room. 100%. <laughs> no, but for real, man, I uh, I grew up in that house. My mom, she uh, she moved her business to our house um, in 95. She got pregnant with me. And uh, she thought, I think she, I remember her telling me it would have been a year. You know, she was moving her business to our house temporarily um, in consideration for my health. And uh, people kept coming. And she's still working to this day. Um, out of our house, probably four or five people come to a day. She's a true medicine woman. And cool. uh, she does it from the hill country in Dripping Springs. Special. All right. Any other questions pressing? Beautiful guys. Well, thank you so much for coming out tonight, um, Ryan Dalton. I'd like to direct people back to y'all's, you know, points of contact, whether it's websites or socials, um, in order for people to connect with y'all, um, to inquire and follow y'all's journey, um, as you know, as much flow or trouble there may be um but we're excited to see and uh catch you out in town every now and then sure and thing. uh yeah it's been a great conversation guys thank you so much for joining me um, appreciate you brother well let's go with the socials and context yeah so i'm at trovador customs t-r-o-v-a-d-o-r customs on instagram trovadorcustoms.com dalton daltoncampbell.com dalton campbell all right, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Let's uh, let's get some live music going. Let's crack some drinks. Let's get to know each other. That's the unique opportunity that we have here. It feels like it's a podcast, but it's really a party. And now we get to have a good time on a Thursday night. It's Thursday night, y'all. <laughs> Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electricast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid.